0: to Tales Tunes and Tomfoolery starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Carelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, it is Judge Jerry.
1: Where's your what gavel? To the gavel? Yeah. Right. Oh, you have it? <laughs> yeah, at Walmart. (laughs)
2: $2.99. Theater House, Covington. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, So I was wondering, uh, first of all, Maria Corelli, congratulations. She just released her album. This is really big. Like last week with three uh, parties, three release drop parties, whatever you want to call them, uh, two here at Folk School, Ludlow, Kentucky. And then another one at the Vets, which is in Ludlow. Great venue. Yeah. A little, little bigger space, and um, so this has, we really congratulate you. We're very proud Thanks, of Jim. you. That really it. Thank very you. Proud yes. of you. This is a big deal. You are I mean. a Thanks. talent. You it really was a long are. time
0: coming, and I'm happy to be. Have it out in the world. It's, yeah. it's, you feel good about it? I feel really good about it, yeah. It's it's a big weight off of my shoulders just to have yeah, it out. Just to you know? get it yeah. done. Yeah.
2: And the word, uh, you know, as we say, that the streets are talking. You know, there's ear hustle, you know, rumors going around. And that in Russia, this has a potential of being a hit record. <laughs> in yeah. Russia. I've heard yeah. that as well. Can you explain that, please?
0: Oh, yeah, I am. Um, so I get a notification on Facebook and... Uh, someone has tagged me in um, a post from a radio station in Russia. Mm. And so what they did was they essentially took my whole bio, which, of course, I know pretty well because I have to send it out to a lot of different venues yeah. and, and agents and stuff. And and uh, they took my whole bio and they translated the whole thing, word for word, but, <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> but the is, translation This is, is th- in Russia? Yeah. In Russia? Is this James Comey? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jerry, for does. those of you who can't see, Jerry's faking a call with yes. James coming to report yes. Maria Correlli, my good yeah. friend.
1: No, they talked about adoption. That's all they <laughs> yeah, it was. It had nothing to do. It had nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Very funny. Story.
0: It was hilarious, though. It was, and it's written like,
2: a, a, it's like Google Translate, because yeah. uh, the Tuckers just showed me are actually uh, Debbie Bogan shoots and... Uh, showed me the translation. It's like Google Translate. So it's all the syntax is all uh, effed up. And, yeah. I
0: yeah, I was cool. in I was legitimately in tears while I was reading. I was <laughs> I was laughing so hard that's yeah,
1: great. That's I, what you wrote, huh? Well because yeah. it was
0: like sort of on point too. It was like yeah. country rondo. <laughs> like yeah, they were no, trying I mean, yeah. really hard. Like really hard to make uh, it close to one
2: Hey Maria, here's another question. Uh, so I I have a daughter my daughter lindsay who is a choreographer among other things she's a choreographer down in florida mm-hmm. and she's doing a project and in this project are three 50s rock and roll songs hmm. so she call, calls me now in the late 50s i was in i guess 59 i was still in, i was in high school uh, jerry and i both graduated yeah. in 61. 61 so the the rock and roll of the 50s is very much a part of my young life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really got into folk music in, I'd say, the 60s. But my foundation is rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. So that that rock and roll. That yeah. era of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So she names these three songs that she's going to choreograph, and she asked me about them. And one, and I wanted to see how whether it's widespread beyond people who are my generation because your generation is you're, you're my daughters you're younger than my daughter by almost a generation hmm. so there is a guy named little richard
0: mm-hmm. have you
2: ever heard yeah. of him yeah oh. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see that's very good yeah because <laughs> that that indicates one you really follow music i passed and two well and two you know good on him that his music
1: Carried oh, yeah. on, right? Little yeah. Richard? I actually performed with Little Richard on national television. My God, tell us about that. No, this is true. Uh, Dick Clark, you've heard of uh, Dick Clark? No. Uh, <laughs> she hasn't I heard failed. of Dick no. We are talking no. to Maria, and Maria is <laughs> stone faced. Okay. No.
2: That and, is not Maria's fault. That is our fault. No, we you know were, who Dick Clark is. No, it's your is. parents'
1: fault. You were born too late. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, Dick Clark was a, uh, well, he started out in Philadelphia as a DJ, and then he went on television in the 1950s, and Dick Clark's bandstand was the place in the afternoon where every kid reported to, basically watched it, and whatever the black local and white rock, TV, black and white TV, mm-hmm. where whoever the rock and roll acts were, they were on the Dick Clark, band, Dick Clark bandstand. National and, show. And they were, and, and the kids mm. were dancing, and they were dancing, and you'd have whatever the big songs of the day were. So it was clearly the most popular young person for a generation. Yeah. You might have heard because we do Dick Clark's New Year's Eve every year.
2: Okay. Hello. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Again, don't blame no, Maria for this. It's, it's not Maria's, Maria's fault. Nancy. No, it's <laughs> your fault. to so old. No. <laughs> Maria's from Russia. She doesn't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Anyway, so Dick Clark, they had uh, ABC had the 50th anniversary of the Dick Clark show. Wow. And uh, they had all the, the ones that are still alive, all these great rock and roll artists, and even modern ones. I mean, more, more recent. Mm-hmm. Everybody from Little Richard to the Pointer Sisters to uh, the Blues Brothers. I mean, it was all... Rock and Roll, the Everly Brothers, they were yeah. still alive then. This was about 10 years ago. And out of the blue, I got an invitation to be on, I guess, at that time. Well, no, i what did I have to do <laughs> with music at all? And yeah. it was, because we had the same agent, they wanted, because everyone was like Maria, they were afraid they wouldn't know who these artists were, so get someone who's young. At, at that time, our show was yeah really popular so i would be the young person on they said do you play an instrument i said well i know four chords on a guitar mm-hmm. yeah. so they had me singing good golly oh. miss molly oh, oh my god. with <laughs> li- i swear to god uh, well i'm not to <laughs> <laughs>
0: for those of you listening gene just handed jerry a guitar
1: <laughs> i tried to no anyway, so <laughs> so uh, so i'm you know i'm singing with uh, Belushi, the one who's still what's yeah. Jim. Jim, Jim Belushi, Belushi yeah. right? Right, uh, with uh, Jim Belushi, Little Richard, the Pointer Sisters, and the Chicago, the band oh, wow. Chicago. Wow,
0: wow. wow. And <laughs> we're so cool. singing
1: Good Golly Miss Molly. <laughs> and in the rehearsal the day before, right in the middle of the rehearsal, I say, Stop, and they were all looking at me because <laughs> you know, who are you? To... <laughs> and I said, Little Richard, that's a G. <laughs> <laughs> And they just...
2: That's good. But no,
1: that was was my story with little Richard.
2: Yeah. Well, he's... Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I broke the whole rhythm. (laughs) Hey, uh, speaking of music and speaking of Jerry singing and playing, the Whispering Beard Folk Festival is coming to Cincinnati. It's moving from Friendship, Indiana, where it had long run, and people love to go there and camp and... You've performed there. We've been there. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. Jerry's been there. And what a great festival that is evolving. This year, they're really stepping it up in that they're moving it from Friendship with an audience of, I don't know, how many people? That
0: Was it 2,000? About 2,000.
2: At at Friendship. And now they're coming to Smale Park, which Mm -hmm. is a riverfront park in Cincinnati, which has the potential of catfish. What do we think? Seventh hour a day. So, a potential of that. They can handle about seven thousand. Now, this is going to be the inaugural year. Mm-hmm. It may take a little bit to get the word out, but uh, God bless uh, Matt Williams, aka Catfish, yeah. who, along with his brother and Buffalo Wobs and uh, some people, are putting this all together. But this has just such a great potential. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, you'll be there for sure. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: I'll be there for sure. Jerry lives most of the days of the week out of town, not in the greater Cincinnati area, northern Kentucky. But we have to, this will be embarrassing if I say this and then Catfish will look and say, no, no, we, we don't, we're we not interested. We're not interested in that. <laughs> But, so I'm, I'm not, you watch I Catfish, sang, and I'm going to, because he's okay. not in my line He'll of sight. Okay, like go this or this? Opera, <laughs> there you go, Maria. So you're giving me you an opera or I down. I sang
1: with Little Richard.
2: He sang with Little Richard. But here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Why doesn't Jerry come for at least, you know, one set of somebody and introduce somebody and maybe sing something? And by God, we're on The Banks of the Ohio So why not why that Why wouldn't song? Jerry sing The Banks of the Ohio?
1: Exactly Because we're trying to draw a crowd <laughs> um, Somebody I ask my love To take a wall To take a wall Thumbs up or down? Just a little walk
2: Down beside
3: Where the waters
1: flow Down by the banks Of the Ohio Take it, Maria <laughs> And only say and no end of the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Where's Catfish? Uh, Gene, I'm, I'm going to make an
4: executive decision here. He, he That's Catfish. <laughs> we didn't run this by the guys, but
1: we're willing to offer you the Wednesday or Sunday headliner spot. Whoa!
3: Oh, yeah. and,
1: and, and actually, the concert is Thursday through Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. The concert is Thursday through Saturday. That's the only problem. So I, Wednesday or Sunday,
2: Yeah. <laughs> either one... We'll get, get you. Uh, there won't be a stage. <laughs>
1: yeah, we don't need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you'll be, be on the banks, banks of the
4: Ohio. Yeah, we'll be on the banks I'll, The I'll. way the song was meant to I'll, be performed. Yeah, I'll <laughs> stand
1: on top of my Bentley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: I think that was Catfish's way of giving a big old thumbs down. <laughs> oh. Thumbs down. Well. It could have, it could have been it's one it of those could things have been. that we were could so, have so been. close. We were time. we were close. Hey, wait, one last question, and then we want to ask you to talk about the Mueller report, which yeah. dropped uh, right before Maria's album. The Mueller report dropped yeah. Yeah. Uh, perfectly
0: timed. So, uh,
2: but I want to ask you this: <clears throat> You look. I'm just going to be straight up, You look exhausted. It looks like for the first time, <laughs> first time in a long time, you have a real job. Yeah. A real job. So uh, you're yeah. now in production for the Judge Jerry Show. Yeah. That'll begin airing in mid-September. Yeah. And you're doing, how many cases a week did
1: you say you, you're doing? We do 30 cases a week. Thir- Last week we did 31, but wow. generally 30 cases. Because yeah,
2: These are real cases. Yeah. You have to study them. You have to intelligently guide the process through to a fair uh, verdict. Right. That's on you. Um, uh, what well, one would know, I know this, if you're going to get up, and have a hard day's work, you're going to start off with a good breakfast. It's just what you do. You got yep. the, uh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> Describe for our audience and for the children listening, because you're a role model, <laughs> what is your breakfast now well, that you're I'm, working? That you're actually working.
1: Yeah. Well, the limo <laughs> picks me up at, uh, huh <laughs> at seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, stop That's by Starbucks career. and I get a Grande Mocha with extra whipped cream. That's basically I'm, some caffeinated which, coffee with a bunch of chocolate in it with a whole lot of whipped cream. Yeah, it's my health food. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm having one this evening as well. Oh, you're yelling. <laughs> because apparently we're not making those drinks anymore here. Oh, no. <laughs> I think we just lost Wednesday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> piss him off so much he just withdrew Wednesday.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then I go in. And so I'm there at about 730. And then uh, at eight o'clock, You have um, another uh, mocha. <laughs> yeah. a second yeah. mocha. A double no, ice cream. Yeah. yeah no, cream. at eight o'clock, cool. I uh, review the cases again. Yep. Uh, I go through their filings. Yep. And then at 10 to 9, they do hair and makeup, and then at 9... We oh, we start do to, hair and makeup. We do hair you, and makeup. You think this? You think I'm naturally beautiful, don't you? <laughs> and then wow. uh, we, the first case starts at 9 on the dot, and then we do 10 cases that day, and I'm usually off at 6. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. It's a long day, and, uh, but, but it, uh, it's, it's invigorating. It's exciting to do for it's me. Cool. Yeah, good for, for the you, people. Jared. Yeah, for the people we've hung... Um, yeah (laughs) the hanging (laughs) judge yeah i'm a hanging judge oh man i you know but anyway yeah so it's uh but it it is it's the first real job i've had in 30 years yeah
0: the show i mean i
1: well that's not a real job (laughs) that was just clowning around but this i have to actually study yeah and i I got some of these cases have such big words (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> How do they ever make a decision? <laughs> and some of the people come out of these cases because Jerry was telling me a little bit. It's really kind of pissed off. Well, I I watched Jerry's show for years. I didn't think he was a prick. You know.
0: Oh no. Oh yeah. Because,
2: yeah, because they
1: thought he was so serious. Well, because it's a real case. Oh, they want Yeah, in other in words, their they Yeah, Jerry was so serious. I'm sorry, he just killed three people. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Now, wait a minute. Let's let's, listen. These are are small claims court. Each one they kill, I lose two jokes. Yeah. Uh, No, it's... Yeah, yeah, these are small... You're not You're not getting my full humor on this one (laughs) after what you uh, did. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's their penalty. They don't get to hear my jokes. Well, we're all really looking
2: forward to seeing it. Not it's being fun serious to do. when I say it's that. Fun. I think Thanks. it's going to be a blast, and uh, it will be a blast once it's airing, uh, to be able to goof around about it uh, more. And so far, you're just in production. But as I say,
1: mid September, I can finally like tell that. my grandson I'm in television. You can tell him yeah. I could <laughs> his actual job. My family thought I sold insurance. They didn't yeah. <laughs>
0: Jerry, I'm still waiting for my cameo.
2: Yeah, what about that? What about us? Yeah, what about us? Sue him. Oh, so you think the way she and I get on the show is that she sues me or I sue her? Uh, Ah, I think you got ground.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I like this plan. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it might be a plan. Sue him as long as it's under five thousand, we'll bring it.
0: That'll be next week's episode.
1: And then you, but Gene, I can tell you ahead of time, you lose. I lose. (laughs) I yes. definitely lose. Yeah. <laughs> so don't uh, even worry about the arguments. Just
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh,
1: have you read the Mueller report? I don't know if you're literate. It's 400 pages. If you Actually, read I read the entire uh, New York Times supplement yeah. on the, uh, which is several hours bit. reading yeah, anyway. Yeah, quite a bit. They, they printed all the redacted parts of it. And uh, it, it was fascinating. And my... I don't think anybody can read that. Let's say you weren't involved in politics at all. It was just, here's, here's a case. And change the names of the people because we all know the names and we, ha- we have somewhat of a prejudice either way built up on our views. But if you just, you know, person A, person B, whatever, you re- read this, there is virtually no way you can't conclude that there is serious... Obstruction of justice. There were at least 10, maybe as many as 12 examples well documented of uh, Trump's obstruction of justice, just flat out. Uh, Just some of them that come to mind. Trump suggesting to Comey, the FBI director, that uh, Michael Flynn, you know, the uh, national security director, that uh, advisor, that He had been lying about his contacts with the Russians, and Trump spoke to Comey and said, give him a break, you know, kind of pull back on him. Don't be punishing him. And when Trump pushed Sessions to reverse his recusal, um, you know, because Sessions recused himself from the Russian uh, investigation, and that really angered Trump because he appointed Sessions because he thought Sessions could get control of it and protect Trump, But then Sessions said, I'm recusing myself from that whole issue. It really ticked Trump off. And he was applying pressure on Sessions publicly and privately to reverse the recusal and to take charge again. And then, of course, the most prominent is when he fired Comey because of the Russia investigation. He even admitted that it was because of the Russian investigation that he fired uh, Comey. And then he tried to get rid of Mueller. And he tried to get rid of Mueller by having the White House counsel, Don McCann, call the deputy attorney general, uh, Rosenstein, uh, to tell him to fire Mueller. And uh, McGann, to his credit, refused. He said, in his quote, in the sworn testimony, I didn't want this to be another Saturday night massacre, referring to what happened with Nixon when Nixon wanted the... Uh, special prosecutor, um, uh, fired, because he continued the investigation into Nixon. So that's more evidence of interfering, uh, of obstructing the investigation, obstructing justice. And then he tried to get McMahon to lie about when Trump told him, get uh, Mueller fired. He then said to McMahon, you know, if you're asked by the special prosecutor, you didn't Um, I never told you that, okay? And all of this is now coming out. When he uh, instructed his old campaign manager, uh, Lewandowski, to... Trump wrote a speech for Sessions to give. He wrote a speech which said, Trump uh, is being picked on. He's not guilty of anything. This investigation should be um, restricted. And he told Lewandowski to give this speech to Sessions and have Sessions read it. And, of course, uh, Sessions re- refused. So we have all... And then when Trump uh, made up a story uh, about that Trump Tower meeting with the Russians, and when he actually wrote Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, reply when he wrote that and said, Don Jr. said, well, I met with the Russians, but it was about adoptions. So in other words, we have all these examples, and they're more, of Trump obstructing justice, period, flat out. Well, so the case against Trump for obstruction is overwhelming. It's not a close case. And yet Mueller chose not to make a conclusive judgment or bring charges. And he also said there's no exoneration, but he just stepped back from making a specific conclusion, even though the entire report was all about this obstruction. Now, here's what I find interesting. The Republicans have argued, and you've probably seen this on television, and no one's commented on it yet, but the Republicans have been arguing that unless you can show the commission of an underlying crime, there can be no obstruction of justice. In other words, you need someone to commit a crime for the justice to be obstructed. That's the Republican argument. But think about it. Not only is that not true, but it's also totally illogical. Here's why it's illogical. If you needed someone to commit a crime before you can charge that person with obstructing justice in the investigation, you wouldn't need the crime of obstruction of justice because if you found them guilty of the crime, that would be sufficient to send them to jail or whatever you wanted to do. So why would you need obstruction of justice if you required the commission of a, of a crime? And the only reason we have the crime of obstruction of justice is because sometimes you don't yet have an underlying crime committed. That's what the investigation is for. You only have obstruction of justice, and the only purpose of that is it becomes a deterrent. Imagine if there was no crime, if you could never be prosecuted or sent to prison for obstruction of justice. What would that mean? it would mean that anyone under suspicion of a crime, any CEO, any bank robber, anyone about to commit a crime or is worried that maybe they are committing a crime, everyone would try to obstruct justice because you would have nothing to lose. If you were successful in obstructing the justice, like intimidating witnesses or tearing up or discarding evidence, uh, erasing tapes or phone calls or whatever, You would do that, because if you were successful at that, then you wouldn't be convicted of the regular crime you were going to be charged with. And you didn't have to worry about, if it didn't work, it didn't matter, because there is no crime of obstruction of justice. In other words, it's an incentive to everyone to try and obstruct justice if you think you're about to be uh, investigated for a crime. You have nothing to lose. The chances are, if you can obstruct justice, they won't be able to get the evidence to convict you. So why not go and do it? The reason some criminals don't go and do that is because they don't want to get an added crime of obstruction of justice. So you see, the argument that there's no obstruction of justice if there's no crime is absolutely backwards. There's only obstruction of justice if there hasn't been a conviction on the crime yet. Because that's when you need it to not interfere with their ability to find out if a crime has been committed. So the Republican argument makes no sense. It's not a matter if it's a good idea or a bad idea. It makes no sense. It's totally illogical. So why didn't Mueller, go ahead knowing that, why didn't he reach a conclusion in his report which clearly said there was obstruction of justice? Because he knows that you don't need the crime yet in order to charge him with that. So he could have done that. And all the evidence was that there was obstruction of justice. Well, the first reason he didn't is because of the policy of the Justice Department that you don't indict a sitting president. And also, the Constitution leaves an alternative remedy. The remedy is impeachment, of course. The founding fathers apparently recognized that there'd be instances where a president abused the power, became like a king, and there wasn't a specific crime you can charge him with, so impeachment was an option. The thing is, according to Mueller, impeachment is, which is true, a political process. Politicians in the Congress have to do the impeachment, and politicians in the Senate have to be the jury deciding it. So since it's a political process, Muller didn't want to be in the position of using his office to influence the outcome of a political decision. He wanted to keep hands off that, which is why in his final paragraph he didn't make a judgment. I disagree with his decision. The reason is Muller is a prosecutor. He's not a jury. If there were grounds for an indictment of any other person, the same evidence, he should have had the last sentence being, but for the fact that he's president of the United States and therefore does not permit us to indict him, the evidence of obstruction of justice is overwhelming. If he would have simply said the reason we're not indicting and then he doesn't have to worry about the political thing. He could have indicted. The reason we're not indicting the president is because we don't indict sitting presidents. That would have been it. And now the Congress can decide whether or not it's going to impeach. The Senate will decide whether or not to convict or not. But that's what he should have said. All of a sudden, he, it appears got cold feet and didn't want to be in the middle of it. And yet his whole report defies what he said at the end, was we're not making a judgment. What do you mean you're not making a judgment? He had 400 pages of nothing but obstruction of justice. He should have said, we can't indict a sitting president, but for that, he would have been indicted on all these charges of obstruction of justice. That's the way it should have been handled. And so finally then, We the voters can finally bring a conclusion to this horrible story. See, from Trump's point of view, he should actually hope for impeachment because the Republican Senate probably will, you know, not chase him from office. So Trump would have a Republican Senate finding him not guilty. And he'll hang his hat on that, even though we know it's political. But now, if he's not impeached, he will know for the entire time that American history is studied that he abused power, was the accidental president who obstructed justice, and you have all the sworn testimony in that report by his own people. That is the final verdict then on Trump, his own people saying he's a crook, he's a criminal, he obstructed justice, and he'll have no defense because he's not on trial. He cannot defend himself because there's no impeachment. He will go down in history as an asterisk. <laughs> and you can drop the turisk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I don't think. I get it. <laughs>
0: We want to welcome to the stage uh, Jericho Woods. Yeah. When I was um, looking them up on the internet, I saw a few videos of you guys, and um, it was a. A few different ones of a bigger band, but tonight we get a special duo performance, which as a musician, I... It's just Anna and me. (laughs) Um, Can you guys introduce yourselves and and let us know what you're playing?
4: This is Anna Blanton. She plays fiddle, and uh, my name is Josh Mitchum, uh, lead singer and uh, one of the songwriters. We've got a couple other guys at home. One of the guys is a radio uh, personality, and he has the morning drive, so that's why he's not here today. Well, you give him a plug. Oh, yeah. well, Paul Priest, my cousin. <laughs> He's the voice of Breckenridge County.
0: Oh, nice. What's the first song that you'll play for us?
4: Uh, it's actually the title song of our new album. Uh, it's called One Perfect Sound.
0: Awesome. Thank you. One, two, three.
3: Ain't the first time, and it won't be the last time. Been burned by the neon and trapped by the white lines of words that I'm saying. So often fall on the dead fears. So I keep on yelling, sometimes I'm screaming. The rule keeps on calling, and the bright lights keep beaming. Sometimes I wonder. Maybe whispers are all that they hear But the songs keep on coming And I keep on playing And people keep shaking their heads Chasing the sunset and bathing in moonlight I Wake up alone in my bed knows I love her and I know she needs me but being a mom and the dad can't be easy but she don't complain just waves as I pull out the drive she says she need this do it for you babies I walk past all of the doors and the babies keep telling your story It's what keeps you alive, but the road keeps on going, and babies keep growing, and she just stands there by the door.
4: It's true. Uh, I've, uh, I taught high school for 13 years and uh, and then quit and yeah. decided to just play music full time. Wife, three kids. Paul has a wife and two kids. Anna has a husband. Uh, you know, so it was one of those things where it was like, you're if you can just have that one song mm-hmm. that that resonates with people, then maybe it, you know, all the stars change. Otherwise, you're just out there hammering like everybody else. But, but maybe there's one. Now, this is just a tribute to that song. But, yeah. but <laughs> there's that one song maybe that that you know changes everything, and that's why you keep writing songs, I guess.
0: Can I just say, as a musician, how much that touched me? That was awesome.
3: <laughs> well, I, I'll be
4: perfectly honest, and I don't know if I've ever told this story publicly, but we were in the studio recording that song. And my wife's gonna kill me, but she sent me a text like I can't believe you're in Nashville this weekend instead of at home recording this stupid record, you know. (laughs) Like why are you recording like like what do you think's gonna happen with this record, you know? And and she's super supportive. But it was just in one of those moments and I'm and I'm cutting this song where I'm saying, Man, you know, I I know I'm leaving all the time and I know that that the kids are saying where's dad and all
1: that, but it's a great
0: song. Well it's great. Thank you. Thanks for writing it and performing it. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Um and if things don't work out at home call my show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely small claims at this yeah, point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you That's think terrible. it's small claims <laughs> yeah, too? You, you yeah. haven't seen your wife's petition. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to mention that you guys, uh, Jericho Woods, they were named um, Kentucky's favorite performing band by a Kentucky Living Magazine for 2016, wow. 17, and 18. So that means,
4: that means all of our grandparents voted for us online. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Bracken County Kentucky is like near Augusta is that the No, no Breckenridge, it? it's right oh, there Ridge,
4: so Ridge. if we keep oh, going Racken down Ridge. the river and we yeah. go past Louisville, yeah and don't go all the way to Owensboro but we're yeah. somewhere in the middle Okay
1: got you, go got, up, you, got you got you uh, you just showed us uh, the outline of the tat of Kentucky on his bicep
3: yeah.
1: my small bicep no that's pretty impressive I have one too but it's Rhode Island <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I get on mine
4: that's all you can fit huh? yeah I get, you know
1: Texas was out of the question <laughs> Texas I put on my belly
4: <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else me too
3: oh
2: oh I was oh. ready and Jerry's like thanks for noticing <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Now yeah, get us out of here. <laughs>
1: it's more California. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're cutting into my territory now. You don't want to go there.
0: Um, okay. Will you guys let us know where we can hear more of your music and uh, where fans can look up your stuff?
4: It's on all the the interwebs uh you know we're, we have music on itunes and google play and all those formats and we do have cds uh that are available on our website com. we're on facebook and instagram and we're not good at the twitter i'm, we're, I'm just not good at the tweets <laughs> but uh but i like pictures so on instagram we're pretty active on but um we actually have a new record uh that that's the title track of it's coming out on may 3rd and uh this awesome. may have this may be airing after that but uh uh we uh we, oaks day because kentucky so uh <laughs> we decided to put it out on oaks day and and uh jimmy mattingly who is a, a kentucky native who plays fiddle for garth brooks played on the record along with anna and uh awesome. a guy named rammy jaffe who was in the wallflowers and now plays with the foo fighters played organ on it that's and,
0: pretty um, cool
4: it, yeah so it's a so I was I was thrilled, and uh, we're just really happy. You know, it's like you go awesome. in every record, like maybe this is the last one. So let's just, <laughs> let's do the thing, and yeah. uh, and uh, but we're we're pretty proud of this one.
0: We're I looking forward be. to it as well.
4: I've got copies for y'all.
0: So. <laughs> um, will you do us a favor and, and play uh, us out with a?
1: This is a bad
4: idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I've I've listened to the podcast. I'm ready. Okay. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're we- the one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah <I'm> the one. <laughs> we let we let Jerry sit in on our verse as
1: well. Oh, yeah. You ready? Right. Yep. <laughs> Bring it on.
3: I'm going to lay down my heavy load down by the riverside.
2: And Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Loveland, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you
3: for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.